Welcome once again, everyone, to the Coach's Corner. This is Peter Sachik, your career development and training manager. And by the time you're listening to this, I will be on a what I believe is a well-deserved vacation. I'm taking the three days off before Thanksgiving. And as you know, we have both Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving off. So I'm just taking advantage of some built-up PTO I've had. So well-deserved. It's going to be spent playing some video games and probably not doing a whole lot else. But I wanted to still hit you with an episode as you're heading into your week. Just a quick reminder that open enrollment is scheduled to end today, November 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you haven't reviewed the open enrollment materials that are inside of UHY University and made your declarations, we recommend you doing that before 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But for today's topic, with it being Thanksgiving week, I wanted to center it around the idea of gratitude. Specifically, we're going to talk about how you can foster a culture of gratitude amongst your team or your fellow colleagues using those two most important words, which are thank you, of course, and how to give a meaningful thank you to a manager, a client, a colleague, etc. I'm going to build a special course for this. They're all file PDF downloads, and it'll be titled Gratitude in the Coach Recommends Catalog. So definitely worth the read. Hopefully you listen to this episode and are prompted to go check out the articles. So let's get into it. The first part of gratitude is that we have to truly foster a culture of gratitude wherever we are. So this first section is based off an article written by Christine Reardon in 2013 about how to do exactly that, foster that culture of gratitude. Dr. Reardon first starts off by saying that all people have this innate desire to feel appreciated and valued by others and that leaders of teams, and in fact, the team members themselves, should work to foster a culture of value and appreciation. She further elaborates and says that high-performing teams have well-defined goals, a system of accountability, clear roles and responsibilities, and open communication. And teams that foster cohesion with that sense of appreciation and gratitude amongst its members maximize performance in all four of those areas. When employees feel valued, they have high job satisfaction, are willing to work longer hours, engage in more productive and meaningful relationships, are motivated to do their best work, and work towards achieving the company's goals. And in fact, a 2012 study indicated that more than half of all employees intended to search for new jobs because they felt underappreciated and undervalued. And in this time of ebbing and flowing of talent, it's important to us to create these cohesive teams, appreciate others, express gratitude so that we can hang onto the best and brightest and keep them within the UHY family for many years to come. So how exactly do we do that? Well, the first way to foster a culture of gratitude is to truly help others develop. This can be through training, assignments, exposure to different areas of the business in lieu of a possible promotion or bump up to a different level of responsibility. Now, this could be as simple as you're listening, you're a senior accountant, and you have a senior staff accountant that you're trying to coach through some things. Just by taking the time for you to help them get better at their craft, you're not only improving yourself, you're showing gratitude, and they feel that gratitude through whatever coaching you provide to them. The second way is to involve employees in everything. Let employees use their skills to benefit the organization. We have a tremendous amount of great thinkers, problem solvers, decision makers, and the more we try to keep those decisions bottled up within ourselves, the less 
ability we have to really create that culture of gratitude, we may even be hindering that person's development who really just wants to be involved and really wants to help. And the final way you can foster a culture of gratitude amongst your team or within UHY is to support camaraderie and collegiality. Create spaces for employees to build those strong relationships. Remove toxic team members from the group if necessary. And I know we're still in uncertain times with a full return to work or a hybrid environment or full work from home, but it's just as important to maintain those strong relationships because we don't see people as frequently as we did prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. So the more opportunities you can create for things like happy hours, what consulting is doing, or just team meetings where it's not so focused on work, you're really giving people that ability to form those relationships and really feel appreciated on the team. So that's all about how you can foster a culture of gratitude. And again, that's an article by Dr. Christine Reardon, which will be linked in the gratitude course. But now let's move on to why the two words, thank you, are the most important words. And this one was written by Robert Eckert. Eckert was the CEO of Mattel from 2000 to 2011. And when he took over, Mattel was losing almost a million dollars a day. Their bonus pool was empty and their equity awards were underwater. And in a day one town hall, he said, I know how this works. We'll turn things around. And because I'm the new outsider CEO, I'll get a lot of the credit. But I know who's really going to deserve the thanks. All of you. I appreciate what you're about to accomplish. Throughout his career, Eckert recognized that he had help to get him to where he was. So while he was going to be front and center of this revolution at Mattel, he wasn't the one pulling all the strings. It's all the employees that are working for him to get Mattel into a better foundation. That's why, in fact, Eckert got into the habit of saying thank you even more because the effect of saying thank you was obvious. And this comes from the idea that most people come to work every day aiming to do a good job. You're not coming to work to do a bad job. You're trying to do your job to the best of your ability so that you can continue on with other parts of your life outside of work. In fact, Mary Kay Ash of the famous Mary Kay Cosmetics said, there are two things people want more than sex and money, and that's recognition and praise. Apologies for the French there, but you kind of get where she's going with that. So Eckert asked the really important question in this article, what's wrong with recognizing a job well done? I don't personally think there's anything wrong with it, and I'm sure many of you don't as well. But we often get so busy, and we don't take the time to say thank you. So one of the first things that Eckert said is set aside time every week to acknowledge people's work. This could be as simple as blocking 30 minutes on your calendar every Friday to write a couple thank you emails or thank you notes and getting them sent out to people. In fact, Eckert suggests even handwriting thank you notes whenever you can. That personal touch matters in the digital age. So many things are digitized or electronic that the more we can provide those handwritten things, it really shows that this person took a lot of effort to come out and say thank you. Eckert also suggests that we should punish in private, but praise in public, and to make that public praise timely and specific. I'm sure many of you have been in a situation where you were or somebody else was criticized for doing a bad job on a project, on a task, etc. How did either being the person being criticized or seeing somebody else get criticized make you feel? Did you truly feel appreciated? Most likely not. So when we take that punishment or criticism into private, we can address it with our colleague, with our direct manager, and move forward. 
versus being put on some sort of pedestal to be looked at and embarrassed. And that's just not a good feeling. When somebody does do a good job, remember to copy their per, that person's supervisor. In fact, Eckert says, don't tell me, tell my boss. When your supervisor gets good feedback from the work that you did from somebody else, that goes much further than sim- them simply praising you. It almost gives visibility because, again, we're so busy, it's hard to recognize when we're doing a good job. So that awareness of the supervisor makes it, oh, hey, I know John's doing a great job. Now, the last article that I'll include in this gratitude course is to how to give a meaningful thank you. And this is by Mark Golston from 2013. The hardest working people in your life almost certainly don't hear thank you enough. I mean, this could be your parents. This could be your managers. This could be your significant other. This could be your dogs or your children or your cats, whatever. They all have some sort of value in your life, and it's important to recognize that. The way you can give a meaningful thank you is to first thank them for something they did specifically that was above the call of duty. And as I'm speaking this, I realize you may not be able to do this with your dogs or your cats or your young kids, but stick with me here. An example of what this might sound like would be, Joe, thanks for working over that three-day weekend to make our presentation deck perfect. Because of it, we won the client. That's step one. Step two is to acknowledge them the effort or personal sacrifice that they made in doing the above. An example might sound like, I realize how important your family is to you and that working on this cost you the time you'd spend with your daughters, and yet you did it without griping or complaining. Your dedication motivated everyone else on the team to make the presentation excellent. So we have the thanking them for something they did specifically, acknowledging of the effort, and finally, we want to tell them what it personally meant to us. Here's an example. You know that, rightly or wrongly, we are very much judged on our results, and you were largely responsible for helping me achieve one that will cause my next performance review to be over the moon, just like yours is going to be. You're the best. So if we take all three steps of giving a meaningful thank you, combining that with the importance of an understanding of why thank you is so important, we can truly foster that culture of gratitude now that we have this knowledge and really make people feel valued, appreciated, and keep people with UHY for many, many years to come. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner and any of the other episodes you've checked out throughout 2021. It's because of all of you that this podcast is as successful as it is. And I know it's not a lot of time to take out from your day, but I do appreciate everyone who sets aside time from your busy schedule, whether that's during the commute or during your morning brainstorming session, to listen and apply what you've heard in the episode to your daily work or your personal work, whatever it might be. I came to this firm to make an impact, and it's because of all of you listening, sharing the good vibes from this podcast, along with all the other things we've done training-wise, my ability to continue making an impact increases every day because of you. So again, just want to give a huge thank you to all of you who've listened. Enjoy your holiday with family and friends, but before you do, make sure that you do make your open enrollment declarations if you haven't done so already. Those are going to be available for you to make until today, November 22nd at 6 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. If you need a refresher on what the changes are to the policies or just a general refresher, all the materials are inside of Coach's Corner for you to check out and access. But until then, enjoy your holiday and I will see you on the next episode.